This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's five on four here for Caravan. Carabingo! Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. <laughs> Carabingo, Bongo, Bango oh, from Brando. That was your call on Fox oh, yeah. from uh, UConn. That's 10 out of 10. That's, yeah, the best that call. Was... That's the best call I've heard all year of anything. Car- so I mean, just, Carabingo, yeah. Bango, Brando. That's pretty, it's pretty good. P.J. Glasser filling in for Nick Costos alongside Ken Barkley. Final segment here for us on Stadium. Go to WatchStadium.com and check us out. You can also continue watching us on Twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, Sirius Channel 160, and Sirius XM 205. We heard a highlight from UConn, Ken. They right now are the undisputed favorite. They have won 14 in a row. They are the defending champions And now really the debate is whether or not this team is better than last year's team because of how good they are playing. Obviously, Purdue lost over the weekend. Houston has lost some games along the way, and UConn just continues to get better and better. They just beat the number four team in the country, 81-53. to When you look at UConn, you've said a couple times throughout the show, they're really like only three or four teams as of right now that you think could win the national title. Certainly Connecticut is one of them. Is there an area where, like, you pause with Connecticut? Are there causes for concerns with you that maybe, you know, would concern you from buying into this team just, like, going all in as we head into March Madness? Uh, yes, there there is to a certain extent. Um, but I, I want to start by just really emphasizing the point that you made. Uh, I think, look, it's February 20th. There's a lot of time left. But, man, if we were closer – uh, it really looks to me like it's them and that's it and there's no one else. It really is starting to look like that, which concerns me as a better because it's not a good betting opportunity. The market has them as the best. I have them as the best. Then there's no bet. Like there's no bet to make. And be like, well, what about some other teams? I don't see any other teams. Like I just, yeah, there's, there's, we'll get to one in the next region that I think is interesting. There's a couple where it's like, well, it's close. And maybe they get somewhere. That's a lame tournament then from a betting standpoint. The reason UConn was so fun last year and profitable for so many people, and I it's a big miss by me. Like I didn't I liked UCLA and I didn't like them. They both made sense. I <laughs> there were two doors and I walked through the stupid one and I didn't walk through the one of the team that won. But the thing that made them great last year as a betting opportunity is they didn't play well in conference play. They were a four seed. They were not rated as well as they're rated right now. And so the market, and they hadn't won anything yet. And their coach had flamed out two times in the tournament. It, it, you know, if you could really have gotten onto them and gotten off the fact that Hurley had lost, which I couldn't, 
then there was a lot of money to be made on them. The 20, 25 to one going into the tournament. I, I mean, God, everybody gets eliminated in the first weekend. They were still a, like a good price to win. And then in the final four, they were, I think, pretty obviously the winner. Um, you know, even with four teams remaining, they were the team people were going to like the most. And they were rated like that. And this isn't like that at all. Everyone's on this. And I mean, everyone's on this, like the price is really low. So like, I agree. They look amazing. They look, it's not just, I, I watched the Marquette game and look, you catch the right team on the right game. You're going to think every team can win the national championship if you catch them on the right game. And that was a great game to catch UConn on because they just bulldozed Marquette, ran them out of the gym in 18 minutes. You know, like, I mean, really like compelling stuff. Uh, but you look at them on a sheet of paper, pass every, they are there. Look, we did. Purdue earlier, I said I kind of eliminated them for like uh they they didn't pass kind of one of the criteria that I have. Houston does, but look, I think it's okay to be concerned about what you're going to get from Houston in the tournament. We get to this team, we did some other teams where it's like, well, they're not there yet, but maybe they could be. We get to this team, there's 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 no con, there's no which they're UConn. I guess that makes sense. It's all pros. It's all like <laughs> I'm in. Pro con. It's all they yeah. pass every test. Pros and cons, right? Uh, it's all like it's all positive. The, on a sheet of paper, they look like the best. They look like the winner. And the problem is the market thinks that too. And so like even no matter how much I love them, and if the tournament started today, I would pick them in every bracket and I would pick no one else. And I, I don't know if I would bet them to win at this price, but I think about it. And if depending on the draw, you know, maybe I would. Uh, that's But that's like people be like, wow, that's like a really confident opinion. That must be a good betting opportunity. This is a terrible betting opportunity. The team that the market loves is the right team. That's a terrible betting opportunity. Like you want the market to be like heavy on the Ravens. Sorry, PJ, to bring this up again. And you get to come in and play Mahomes at a big price. That's a great betting opportunity. You get to bet Patrick Mahomes when nobody likes him. That's a really good betting opportunity. This is the team we all love. And they're like four to one. That sucks. That's really bad. That's a really bad betting opportunity. Um, so I just, that's kind of where I'm at with them. Look, they are basically the, there are two teams where I have like no even concern statistically whatsoever. And I got a million criteria and it's a, it's a total check mark in all of them. And they passed with flying colors. There's only two teams that fit that description for me right now. And they're one of them. And the other one we haven't talked about yet. So like, that's where I'm at with them. The problem is that the market is also right there with them and agrees and is pricing them that way, especially after Saturday. So like, that's, that's not good. Like that's a bad betting opportunity. And I, I know like people have started really betting into them and moving the price down. So those, I mean, those bets are going to age really well. Like you're holding nine to one, eight to one, seven to one into the tournament. Like you're going to look really good probably when they win. Like now we're under five, like what there's still meat on the bone here. I don't know about that winning six at under five to one and we see the path then maybe we can make a decision but like uh it's just it's not a great i don't know if it's a great opportunity i think they are by far the likely winner i agree they should be the favorite by a lot oh man but like can you bet the price like do you would you is it a good bet i i don't know so that's that's where that gives me pause i could talk about like how this, this can fall apart in a second but like i watched that game pj over the weekend i he watched the team in the tournament last year I mean, there's just, there's balance and pro talent and they're good at everything. And they just, they have these runs where they just, what does Evan Maya call them? Kill shots. Everybody's using that term now. Like they just crush and they can do it. Guys can have bad game. Here's the difference. They play Marquette. Uh, what Tyler Kolick, that's the name of Marquette's best player. He's the biggest player of the year. Like yep. he has to be awesome. 
for them to win that Correct. game. If he's anything less than awesome, they lose and it's probably embarrassing. And he was bad and it was embarrassing. UConn can have four guys play bad and it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Stefan Castle did nothing in the game. He played 25 minutes. He was irrelevant. Like, it just, who cares? The DR of the backup point guard comes in. A guy looks like a pro. Like, it's like this is this is the embarrassment of riches that this team has. I talked about Houston. Like they can't, like a team shoots well from three and they can't get out of the game. They're gonna lose because like they're that's their flaw. UConn can get out of their Houdini. They get out of anything. I mean, just like any team could throw anything at them and they're balanced enough to get out of it. So, like I just uh, I think the market and betters and me we're all gonna be on the same page here and. Maybe that means just bet UConn for a little bit and like that's what it is. Um, that's just it's just not great. That's like that's a that's a bad betting opportunity when the market and you are in total agreement on who the best team is. Do you think their biggest hurdle is just the simple fact that they're trying to go back to back and how hard that is to do in the tournament? Now, obviously, each team is different, right? And this year's team does have some carryovers from last year's team. But have you specifically like gone back and maybe look at the similarities when Florida went back to back and this UConn team, or maybe even going back like five or six years ago when Villanova won the title, they were the one yep. seed, had a lot of guys back. They lost to Wisconsin. Have you looked at that? And because I think that's really what's maybe going to keep people off of UConn at this point is just the fact that they're trying to go back to back. Have you looked kind of at some historical significance, maybe how this year's team stacks up to some of those in the past? Uh, yes, it's a great question. I don't. I I feel like that question's worthy of a smarter answer than what I'm going to give because it's a really good question. I don't. I mean, I don't have like the exact specifics on the Florida back to back. Villanova is a great example too of like the sustained run of excellence. You know, with some new players yeah. involved, but uh, sustained run of excellence. You know, instead of Archie Diacono and Jenkins, it's uh, it's Brunson and it's you know Divincenzo and Hart. it's Josh Hart and, o and Omari Spellman yeah. and it's like all these great players. So like. Uh, I think my biggest thing with UConn this this next month is they're uh, they're on more of a tightrope than I think people would expect. So here's what I mean by that: I think if they don't play great, a lot of people will still be like, "Nah, like uh, they're still really good. Like they can do it. Like even if they just play okay down the stretch, maybe they play as like the 15th best team in the country or the 10th best team in the country, whatever." But I I said something earlier and I meant it because uh, it bears out historically that you you are you do not get worse over the balance of a season and win worse than you were the year before so if you are at a certain level and it doesn't matter if you won the title it doesn't matter if you made the tournament anything if you were at a certain level and then the next year you are worse you do not win it does not happen you can be like a tiny 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 bit worse that's about as like good as it's gotten for some teams like you're the second best team and then you're the third best team or something like that like that's a really really small amount that you're worse you may not even really be worse it's just like really 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 minute but like you can't be you don't be worse and win like this is a staircase that goes up and so if they kind of like punt some games here done and they're playing as well as they've ever played at this exact moment like let's say they lose tonight and then they lose like two more going into conference play it's a pretty small mm -hmm. amount of, of it's a pretty small margin for error they'll be worse than last year's team and i'll be out all the way out at that point teams don't do that like in order for this to work they have to be at this level that's the, my biggest concern if they're not at this level entering the tournament i'm out historically teams don't do this and i don't care how bad the talent pool is be like well they're worse but like look at the other teams i'm 
like I I am a student of history in these situations. And yeah, like I'll get burned sometimes by teams. But a lot of times when I get burned, it's like hubris. Like I there's a team that makes sense and I ignore them. If UConn is way worse than last year's team entering the tournament, then like they're they should be ignored. Like it's it is a historical outlier. It's not something that I'm just ignoring because I'm prideful or a moron or whatever. Like they would actually make no sense in that case. So what's their biggest problem? Uh, their biggest problem is they're in the shadow of last year's team and they have to be even better to probably be a team that can win. Right now they are, and it looks great. There's no guarantee that a month from now that's going to be what it is. Hmm. Yeah, really good answer there. We'll see how the Huskies fare tonight against Creighton. That should be a really good game. Uh, we'll wrap up our thoughts on this region in Big Bong Bay, and then we'll head out to our fourth and final region. Arizona, the one seed, Kansas, the two, Duke, the three seed, and Creighton, the four seed. All that coming up during the power hour <laughs> you say, here. Uh, PJ, I was muted. You You say the regions with such a straight face. You're like, Yes, and uh, up next on Nightly News, we'll go to Moron Island and Bing Bong Bay, and we'll tell you what's going on. It's just like you, the like, total deadpan. It gets me every single time. You're the best. Thank you, Ken. I try to be professional about it. You know, I try not to let – try not I'd to be get professional on Moron Island. Yeah, Fourth and final hour coming up next. <laughs> we'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.